0: That there's a mental process that produces a sense of being a self. So I would call that selfing. Yeah. So let's say if you're introduced to the idea of selfing, and there's a feeling that it's that you've been selfing, that's the product of selfing. Yeah? The feeling that it's you that's been selfing, that's the that's the product of the mental process. The feeling that you somehow are doing something, or you somehow are Isn't is uh, being done too? Yeah. So the selfing. (sighs) So let's say people hear this invitation a little bit. Okay, they get the idea of selfing. Their minds driving them crazy. Yeah, yapping, 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 yapping. But the feeling is that I'm getting driven crazy. That's the product of selfing. All the other stuff is is misdirection. Yeah. Yes. You're seeing the selfing from selfing yeah, because you think that you're doing it or something's doing it to you. The sense of being that you that's doing it or being done to is the product of the selfing. Yeah. See, if there's a feeling that I'm being driven crazy, that feeling is the product of the selfing. All the other stuff that's being maybe recognized as selfing is just a, a misdirection. You're not getting to the root of it at all, obviously, because you keep seemingly suffering, eh? And there's a feeling it's you that's suffering, yeah? There's very rarely a feeling that it's suffering, yeah? Part of the feeling that it's suffering is it's you that's suffering. That's the product of the selfie, which is a verb. So that's why you, it can be startled into submission. It can stop. And when it stops, something continues. I would say that's what you are, is what continues when the selfing stops. Yeah? So a lot of times during the day, the selfing stops. It gets, it gets shocked by an event or something. Let's say you want to call it an epiphany. So an epiphany would be like a startling of the selfing. So when the epiphany is happening, there's no sense that it's happening to you. That only comes up a little later when the head arises and claims it. As an experience it had, yeah, but in in the event, there's no sense of being the event happening to a you that's the absence of the selfing the selfing has been shocked yeah or startled or graced into stopping, and then there's a space of stopping, and that's what you are that's what I am is that yeah so that but the head is very very it regroups. And so when it regroups, it will you'll hear its proclamation as, I just had this incredible epiphany. That selfing. Yeah? The epiphany, the absence of self, gets claimed by the selfing. <laughs> and then it doesn't really do you any good. That experience of an epiphany sometimes becomes the driving force to be seeking the rest of the life, the mind, which is just causing you incredible anxiety. And obviously there's no you. It's just producing anxiety and this and that. And if there's the sense of being the self, it's you that's suffering the anxiety, the feeling of a you, which is really rich. It's an exquisite sense of suffering. Suffering's enough. When you see suffering, it's enough. It, it, It solicits a response and everything. But when it's you suffering, woo. Man, stories are written about it, yeah? Huge stories. Reams and reams of mental paper getting printed on. Yeah? So, for me, let's say, that okay, you never make a reservation for an epiphany. Now, you have no idea it's going to come. Selfing is totally oblivious to an epiphany, yeah? So there you are sitting there, and, you're <laughs> and then something startles you into submission, the selfing, and... It's just if you've ever been engaged in one. I have to use the language. We have a, you know, an we have a subjective language used by objects. So the object is constantly reinforcing that it's a subject through the language. So there's the epiphany. I never made a reservation for it or anything. Something occurs, and there's an absence of self, obviously, or the absence of which is the the startling of selfing there's an absence of self because self cannot appear unless there's selfing producing it. yeah it has no there is no self it's it can't come into even it can't even come into an appearance yeah it can only seem to be a self and that seemingly is produced by the selfing so if the selfing gets startled by grace or an event whatever then there is an absence of the selfing yes and yet you are there in the absence of the selfing. Yeah? Then the selfie kicks in again, claims it, the epiphany, and hide it's like it, it it uh it it plants like little footprints on the tracks of the epiphany. And so do you see, I was the one who had the epiphany. And then uh, you you're there's like a putting into that glove, and then the glove interprets your life, you know? So life is being interpreted from selfie. Yeah? Yet, there's awareness and consciousness always available at all times, but that consciousness has now become a verb that you do or don't do. I'm conscious. Yeah, and I've been meditating for five... You know, I meditated eight hours last night. I didn't sleep at all. To get prepared for this talk. <laughs> Doesn't it show? I feel super conscious today (laughs) because the possibility I could be unconscious produces the seeming experience of being conscious, yeah? This whole message is you're not unconscious or conscious. All there is is consciousness, yeah? So how the mental process claims the consciousness is making itself a noun and now I'm conscious as this, yeah? Or I'm unconscious as this. But this is the relevance, not the, the, the moving and dualistic experiential modalities of conscious or unconscious, which is this, everything here is broken into that stream. It's binary system, yes? I'm either this or that. <laughs> so then my whole life is this whole play. All right, I was really unconscious because I did this and this and this. Now I'm really conscious because I did this and this and this. But all of that activity is just the is just a glue to the bondage of an idea of being a self, isn't it? The whole point is is freedom from the bondage of self. It's not the self to realize. The only realization the self can have <laughs> is, is its absence. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So this whole uh... so let's say someone calls you and they're very clear, very very clear. Yet it's them that's clear, yes, which definitely sets up that they're going to be unclear. It has to happen. You can't be clear as a self. It's impossible because the self is like is, is like the uh, axis of a seesaw, close far, yes, no, feel great, don't feel great. on and on and on. To try to have a balance, yes, is impossible. this is, this is so if I'm not that, that I'm not this and that. yeah. If I'm not that, I'm not this and that. And this being this is like the... Uh, you know, people talk about non-duality. To me, non-duality is not two. That's what it means. There's a pseudo-one here. The one is this. In In the story of my life, this is what's had every experience. So this is like the pseudo-oneness of the mind. Not the oneness of all oneness To me, it's like nothing without it first. It's not oneness. Because the mental process has made up a oneness. You're the oneness. You as this, yeah? So every experience, let's say thousands of experience have been had by you, yeah? Hundreds of problems have been had by one, yeah? Millions of thoughts have been thought by one. But this is the bogusness of the mind it's sort of like trying to replicate what's actually so in its little bastardized mechanism, which is its center is the self, yeah, of its universe, and then the self claims all the activity of the universe as something it's doing or it's being done to. And if you can't find someone else to blame, you'll blame God or someone. Somehow there'll be a noun in all this. Somehow something did this. Yeah, because the system can't think outside of that logic. It's that's its logic. Yeah, when there's a verb, recognized, there has to be a noun somewhere. I must have done this, or someone did this. How could this possibly happen? Yeah? But it is didn't happen. It's happening. Yeah. It didn't happen. It can the happening part of the happening is a verb that it's happened to you. The mind's running. Yeah. So it's running a verb that everything is happening to me. That's a verb. But how it's felt is, it's like a verb that happened to a noun. Yeah? But the noun is part of the verbing of the mind. You know what I mean? There's this like flow of verbing going on, and the head just inserts a noun everywhere. says, all right, I'm the one who did this. Therefore, that's why I should feel this way. And on and on and on and on and on. But... People can recognize the verbing, but they still think it's happening to them as a noun. Yeah? That's part of the verbing. It's not, like, it's not like you haven't seen the whole verb, so to speak, if you still take it's happening to me. yeah, That feeling that it's happening to you is produced. It's not a natural, organic feeling. It's been produced, and it's being reinforced yeah? and sustained by a mental process. And the mental process has like a radio station, K. Hey Paul or K. Hey Michelle, which is playing 24-7 with the story and the prophecies and the history of life based on you as its center. Yeah. So for me... Yourself, like, well, it's yeah, see, again, you get caught in that language that you put yourself there. Saying. You didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like life's happening, and then the slight change in interpretation is it still sees life as happening, but now it sees it as it's happening to me. That's a totally different way to travel here. Life happening is a pretty cool uh, seeing, yeah? Yeah, Life's happening. The hell. But when it's happening to you, that's blindness. It's immediately a form of blindness. The seeing is used to blind you because it turns into a way of looking called self-centeredness. So now you start looking for the natural seeing. That's why you never find it. The seeing is in the looking. Yeah? But it's hard to recognize if you feel you're a looker. You're going to be looking for a long time for the seeing like an object that you're going to fall upon and now you'll be seeing as a looker. It can't be seeing as a looker. There's just seeing. Yeah? But the head has a very strong, stubborn tendency to, to imply that there's a noun in every observation here. Like every observation of a thought, there's a feeling underneath it that you're the thinker of it usually. Or that it's about you. Yeah? Or is about another you. You know. So here is the mental process selfing. So what is it? It needs something. It needs something to promote itself. So what does it do? It identifies as an object, yes? So now it has this as its center. And what it does is now it thinks about you as a body somewhere else at some other time. Most of the time. That's what it does, yeah? Well, it's actually what produces time. Yeah. So now, which is all there is, it makes up a sense of time and it verifies it because it can picture itself by thought somewhere else at some other time as a body. It couldn't do that if it was seen as spirit, yeah? How could you... Oh, Or or space. Oh, this space looks familiar. I think I saw this space in Long Island a few years ago. There'd be no idea. You'd have no, you know, you could not take this observation and then think about it in the past. But a body, very easy, yeah? I can present, I can, my mind can, oh, what happened to me back then? There I am. And then there's the obsession, yeah, the thinking all around you as the center. And then, oh, well, what will happen to me? (laughs) <laughs> send its legions or its minions and thinking, 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 thinking. And it's like all these like whirling little things you hold up just now. Mental realm just going off. Fascination with its own making. And the point is, you have probably total immunity to someone else's Projecting of themselves in the future, but you have very little immunity to what you call your projection into the future. Yeah, someone comes over my house and tells me about all their worries, and you know I may have some empathy for them, but I don't really feel it because it's actually not happening. Yeah, but the same thoughts that seem to produce this whole experiential juicy realm that they seem to be in, if I have the same thought and I think it's my thought or about me, I usually enter that same realm. Yeah? But I have immunity if I see it as your thought. But I have no immunity if it's held as my thought. Yeah? So it's the act of identifying which sets up everything else. That's the like the first like bit of information selfing starts with. Yeah? everything's happening to me and then it has tons of opinions and ideas of how to change the effects of things that are happening to me but never gets back to that point from whence it all began and because prior to that point there's what you are the scene which is actually the lighting company that's lighting up the whole story of you as a self Without that, without the without the lighting, there'd be nothing seen. The show wouldn't be noticed or go. It wouldn't go on. Yet with this very little acknowledgement of the light, except there's something I I as this want to get, yeah. I want to ha- I want to wake up. I want to wake up to that, yeah. But in fact, it's not that. It's not waking up to that. It's you're not this. You're not this. Therefore, what find out? But just see if you're not this. The whole enchilada changes pretty dramatically. Because, and then you realize, in a sense, if you want to call it a problem, you realize the, the problem by the solution. You know it by its fruits. You see, ah, so that's why, that's why that, 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 that exquisite suffering that was inherently the realm my mind was occupying, that's what locked it into that porno theater. I was, there was an identification as the center of the whole system. How are you going to get out of the movie if you're identified with the star? It's very difficult. You're fascinated with it. Your mind is fascinated with it. It's like in Buddhism, they say, cherishing of the self. It's just like that. You're cherishing. No matter how shitty it gets, it's you. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can write some really juicy stories about how shitty it is. (laughs) So... Here. like we do this there's new people here so we better whatever alright simple and I'm not going into the, the truth of space I'm using it as an example so all the physicists that are here please just give me a give me a break so here I'm, we're here at this room outside. And so there's a chair there let's say this chair has been. let's say this is a throne room and this chair's been here for like 40 years yes a lot of people, important people, have sat on this chair. A lot of things have happened, and the chair is a fixture of the room. Now, let's say I come over here and I move the chair. Now, if I move the chair, take it out of sight, do you see, did I have to move any space into the, the space the chair was taking up? Was there like a, I got a little closet full of space over there. <laughs> yes, give me a size two. <laughs> okay. Really fast. No. Yeah. And now that you can't see it, does the chair have any reality to you except in memory? Without being able to see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, it basically inherently doesn't exist. Yeah? But you remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's say... Okay, so now, now, I'm here. What's the difference really between me and the chair? as this. Yeah? If I left the room or that place, you didn't see me, you'd have a memory of me being here, but that's all you could go by, yes? And I didn't take up any space whatsoever. Like I could knock these buildings down, we wouldn't have to bring a massive amount of space to take their place, yes? So in a sense, and the only effect you could see the chair had would be on other appearances, like the floor, and if it hit up against the wall, then you'd see maybe it marked it, or on the carpet, but basically it would, only, the only effects it would ever show is in appearances, it would never affect the space, yeah, I mean you can go to the back homes where you did the most heinous action you think you did, there's no like spatial plaque, oh I fucked up really bad here, yeah, it doesn't show any evidence of anything ever happening. In a way, it seems like what's ever appearing has no effect on the space that it's appearing in. Yeah? Really. I have absolutely no effect on this. I can't grab it. I can't hug it. I can't know it, really. You know what I mean? can't do anything with it, See? What? But I can be affected by other appearances, as this. I mean, if a car hits me, it's going to really hurt. Yeah? If I get a bug that I can't even see, but it's still a you know a thing that thing can cause cancer in the body I'd say whatever bug wouldn't but some cancer and it would totally destroy the body from the inside out yes yet no matter how heinous or how beautiful effects happen in appearances they really don't have any effect on the space they're appearing in do they so i would say we're more like that space that we're appearing in yes we are the spaciousness, or in like in Dukchen and Buddhism, they would call it, the open sky, where today, let's say we see that plane up there flying. That plane, I bet you, will not call the tower and say it ran into a big block of, of space up there. Yeah? It didn't run into a big block of sky. And it can start raining today, and yet the sky's not going to get wet. The ground will, but the sky won't. Yeah? There can be explosions in the sky. None of them are going to rip the sky open. A lot of shit happens, but whatever happens really doesn't have any effect on the spaciousness of that. Yeah? So, what my mind has become identified as is with an appearance, yeah? It's taken itself to be this, which allows all of that to have a huge effect on it. Yeah. Seemingly but the solution is if i'm not that that's all you have to go to you don't have to go well what am i yeah all you have to realize is what you're not if you're not this then you'll find out <laughs> you know it'll be a living realization not a realization oh i got it no it'll be a getting of it yeah there'll be an incessant getting of it i'm not this therefore It's not like, okay, now I'm going to turn around. That would be selfing again, yes? In that modality of doing and having. This is just a recognition, I'm not that. And that means you're not all of the modality. It's not like, yeah, you're the whole whole enchilada, the thought system, the interpretive system, the modality of I'm this, I have to do that to get this. All that loses all of its strength when you're not this. When you're not the center of it, the whole system loses power, because you're the power of the system, yes? You're believing it. You're, all your interest and attention is wedded to that activity of mind because you think it's about you. Yeah? It's very difficult. We always use this. If I'm here now, and I'm thinking about a, this lady that's in a meeting over there, and I figure, man, I'd like to know her biblically, Yes? And my mind has given her a lot of meaning. Like, if I meet her, she's going to save me, basically. Everything's going to be great. So finally, all this unbearability of her actions will be completed. I'll have her presence, and this and that. So I'm supposed to be doing a talk, and people are looking at me. But my interest is over there, because I'm hoping I hear a talk about me. Eh? To someone, give me a little advantage. I don't want to get rejected. No, no, no. So. But if she says, oh, I like that guy, Paul, all right, and ask him for coffee or something under pretense of having a spiritual discussion with her or Oh, yes, come with me. Let me share with you something. <laughs> then I'll try to massage her or something. Yes. <laughs> so here I am. My interest is really into listening to what she has to say. And people are going, Paul, you're supposed to be doing this. And I'm in agreement, but my interest is because that means a lot to me. That means a whole lot more than this means. That's going to save me if I get it. Man. People don't even give me a dollar in the basket. Who cares? So there we are. Then suddenly, suddenly someone comes up to me and throws a book and says, how to lose interest in conversations in another room. So I page through it. I agree with some of the principles, but fuck it. I can't help myself. And then suddenly she starts talking, so I'm really trying to listen. And she's talking about a guy named Matt, and my name is Paul. What happens? I lose interest immediately. Yeah? I don't have to take a workshop on how to lose interest. As soon as it's not about me, a lot of my interest and attention gets withdrawn. You never lose interest and attention. You just take it in and out, or put it in and out of things. That thing would withdraw out of that account of selfing. And what would happen? It would be distributed in life, maybe. have to take a three-month workshop. If it's not about you, you'll lose interest in it. If it is about you, a three-month workshop can be used to just reinforce the idea of being a spiritual you. It's just the fucking way it goes. Anything the mind gets in contact with, it will use for its advantage by claiming it, yeah? I just did this three-month retreat or whatever. But if it's not you, you'll lose interest in the mechanisms, yes? The machinations, it's sort of like it'll dull out. It can happen, it can black out all at once, yeah? but something's going to kick back up, or it can just dim out, like the electricity that's providing the light to that village is removed incrementally. Yeah? So your vision is the same, you're still seeing, but now you're not, you're not seeing the little village of mine populated with all these cells in you. Yes. And you're not seeing from that, you're seeing it as it dims down. What are you but the seeing? And what have you always been but the seeing? And what will you always be but the seeing? And it has a big impression. The emphasis shifts, and what used to drive you crazy doesn't anymore. You have an immunity to what you would call your own thoughts because you realize "Uh, there's no thinker of those thoughts. They're not mine, nor they are about you. They're about an idea of being a self, yes? And they're an activity that's going on that the self just claims, yes? And says, I'm the one who's thinking. How could you possibly be the thinker? You can't even shit when you want to, really. You really? You know, Have you had that? You, the last thing I want to do is take a shit. This is a really good moment in my life, but the call is strong. i got to go. Take a shit. Yeah? But then, with that activity, realizing you have nothing to do with it yet, Another activity of the body, thinking, you believe you're the thinker of it. It's mind-boggling. What a leap. Yeah? What a leap. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's easier. Okay, so I think I'm the shitter. So maybe I take one or two shits a day. Yeah? So that's two, two claiming of shits, which reinforces the idea of being the body. But how about thousands and thousands of thoughts being held as you're the thinker of it? You don't think that's a bonding agent? You don't think that's a damn good glue? It's not like you're, if you sh- if you were shitting every second of every day, you never left the throne, you would think you were just a shitter. I mean, that's really what you'd be if you didn't have a mirror. You'd be nobody. You would just be. I'm a shitter. Your identification would be shitting. Yeah here you are but there's thousands of thoughts that are being held as they're about me or I'm the thinker of it you don't see that bonding agent it's an incredible glue the mental processes uses to bind mind into the identification as being a body so that it can be fixated on you somewhere else at some other time right now we're here the mind could be thinking about lunch it doesn't It can be one second from now. It could be eons from now.
1: Uh, A question, Paul. (coughs) A lot of the bonding agents that kind of uh, binds us to the reality of the self uh, is the thought that if I don't take care of my shit, the shit is going to happen. I mean, you know, things are going to fall apart. I have had to that that is not so. But can you talk more about it? How when you stop the occupation with maintaining, reinforcing uh, the sense of self, things don't necessarily help out. In fact, you're a little bit better than I ever did. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, kind of resounding that particular bonding agent, I, I know there are others as well, but that one seems to be strong with me as well. Shoot, I don't take care of that forever. And there's a storyline, not just what you It appears to me it's just another story that I'm telling myself. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps the things are going to happen.
0: Well, the thing is, taking care of the body doesn't mean there's a you taking care of it. That's the selfing, yeah? So when there's taking care of the body, there's a feeling that you're taking care of it. That's the selfing mechanism, yeah? Taking care of the body, if you're so so inclined as your conditioning, will happen or won't happen, yeah? The taking the care of the body isn't based on you. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole head—the whole head—driving itself. It wants relevance. It wants to be relevant, doesn't it? Don't you have a desire to be relevant? No matter how many, you know, you always—the mind always wants to write itself into the story somehow. Oh, I—this happened to me. It's because I went to those satsangs that it happened, or whatever. Somehow. It's, it's always claiming or trying to take proprietoriness over events that it's just a Johnny come lately to. The event happens and then the claiming of it shows up. Oh, I did that. Or, I shouldn't have done that. That's what set me up for this to happen to me. It's all made up, isn't it? It's a story. But the storyline, if, if you get caught in that jungle of story, I don't care how sharp all your little machetes are, it's a lot of fucking work. You know? It's just, I, I just find it much easier to realize I'm not that. Let the jungle overgrow. And then, of course, it has its own system. It will decay. And other things will take this place, yes? And you'll get another rhythm of living. Not as you are the control, you know? Look at the past. What can I do? <laughs> but no, everything is going as it's going. And this included. But I also find with the body preoccupation, my this body's done a whole lot better when that big mental hen got off its little golden egg, because it's not identified as it anymore. It, this thing went, whew, and it's just been thriving outside. The body's been thriving with that big mother hen leaving and going pecking somewhere else. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but it's happening with me. That's the body.
1: Like uh my mind gets involved in this lots of micromanagement. I like, pay you know, I really get drawn into the content of the thoughts. Instead of realising, that's who I am and you know, I let them kind of go. But uh, I just get drawn into the storyline and the content of it. I I start micromanaging thoughts. You know, oh let's not do that, good or this would be more involved, this would cause less pain. And so it's just the micromanaging or, uh, no
0: no, no but check it out. There's the micromanaging. The feeling of you being drawn into it is the primary selfing, not the micromanaging. That's just happening, yeah? The feeling, the selfing which is just happening is the feeling that you've been drawn into the That's the feeling that's being produced by the conditional mind. That That's it to me, yeah? That sense of being the one that's being drawn into something or the one that's being released from something, that's the real root of it to me. The other stuff, we're all attempting to manage and try to get relief from this, which is valid. It's a valid move to get relief. But the real relief is from this, to me. When that happened, there was a radical relief. When that, this was going on, there was a lot of subtle managing it. Yes? Okay, if I, you know, learn we learn these subtle, very sophisticated ideas and modalities of thought, like seeker, non-seeker, and like that, so there's that seeking, and let's say it's it's value. so now it's a subtle seeking called non-seeking, yeah, and there's still a you that's in there, (laughs) yes, the relevance of the you is shot into everything, yeah, by the mental process, it doesn't mean that's right or wrong, it just is, it's what happens here, because it's putting itself in front of everything else, it's actually put itself behind the seeing, the hearing, the feeling. The conscious contact, it believes it's the one that's in conscious contact. It's playing God in a real big way, yeah? So here it puts itself here, and so now the conscious contact with life, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, is you seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. As Soon as that's claimed, then you have significant millions of opinions about what you've seen, heard, felt, tasted, and touched, and what all those things will mean to you as the center of this universe called self-centeredness. Yeah, doesn't it work? So the thought system, the thought system spawns this one idea, hey, I'm that. Yeah, so the I am goes, I am I'm that. <laughs> There's the recognition of the I am, but it's I am that, meaning this. And then that thought spawns millions of other thoughts about you as the center of a universe. Isn't it? So our constellations and the stars and the comets and the asteroids are mental objects flying around, and we're living in the space yet feeling totally claustrophobic, yeah? Because we are that space, but we're taking ourselves to be the one who wants an experience of the space. So you have to be really small, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Memories, uh, uh, work, concept, concept. yeah. yeah.
0: Not in a sense, it is. A mental phantom takes its, a, takes a, a solid appearance appearance to the mind identified as a you, yeah? That's what happens. So what's absent seems present, yeah? So truly, we're at, the absence of this is the presence, yeah? If you could say it that way. When, when there's mm-hmm. a recognition that this is inherently absent, that's the sense of presence. When the absence recoagulates and tries to claim the presence as an experience, that's the absence. So, presence can seem to be absent when you're present. (laughs) When you're absent, it's present. (laughs) And when you're present, it's present, (laughs) but you're absent to that. To be there when it happens, (laughs) I want to get it. (laughs) Oh, I almost caught it that time. It was just at the point of flipping over. I was almost there. (laughs) It's like (laughs) it's trying to break its own code, its own puzzle code. It's defined. Self can never transcend the system it's a product of. The feeling of being a self will never transcend the system that's producing it. It's not going to go somewhere else and be a self. It's not going to go to non-self and be a self and non-self. It's not. It can't leave. It's made up. (laughs) So if that's the case, (laughs) if it's an imaginary problem, what more do you need to do? Really, what more do you need to do other than recognize it's an imaginary problem. That's it. (laughs) Everything else... Yeah, there's things to do. You always do. You're an action figure here. But there'll be a sense there was never a one that was doing anything. And hence, there'll be never a one that didn't, does anything in the future, supposedly. Yeah? Then you left off this big hook. Because things are important because they're important to you. They're not important at all. But to you, they're important. Yeah? You distribute tons of meaning. You is a giant... Meaning distribution point, yeah? Like in The Course in Miracles, it says, Lesson 2, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. It's a very important, to me, perceptual axiom, yeah? So, they would say projection first, then perception. So, the mind in selfing projects meaning onto things, and then it's things like it meets those things, and those meanings are inherently involved in that object. They're not seen as a projection from the mind, Yeah or they would say that you are the dreamer of the dream you forgot that you're the dreamer and so you've given everything you dreamt all the power to affect you that's sort of a very good description of what's happening here as an action figure yeah the dreaming when it in this conditional point of reference this represents tons of meaning tons of ideas tons of stuff in a mental giant warehouse of possibilities yeah Mind can entertain, unbelievably. So when mind becomes, entertains that it's a body, then everything it entertains from that point on is entertained from the point of view of a self. So now, selfing is giving all the meaning to everything. And of course, for it to be a solid, inherent, separate entity, it has to make that chair a solid, inherent object. And you as a solid, yes? To try to change that, how I view people without changing this, is pointless. Yeah? You know? You could, there's just different degrees. There's like iron chains, gold chains, and the bondage to self. <laughs> it swings, there's iron chains. Ooh, this is really fucking terrible. And then if you get, let's say, if you've been in jail for three years in, a, in like a, a room that doesn't have a window... Then they move you to a cell that has a window. That is an ecstatic event, yes, in this world of meaning. Just the degrees of, that could be a heaven and hell experience, yeah? But they're just degrees in pain and pleasure, yeah? But all the bondage is in place. Gold chain, iron chain, gold chain, iron chain, gold chain, iron chain, yes? Different degrees of it. And so you get a feeling, wow, an incredible relief, and it's valid here. Like, for me, I was a drug addict and alcoholic. Incredible hell, outside and inside. To have the absence of that is like heaven to me. Not to have, like, when I see a cop, I don't immediately run. <laughs> when I saw the cops early this morning. These things are great absences. I have a lot of absences in this life that feel great. You know, I don't have people banging on my door looking for me, and this and that. Hallelujah. But that's not it. Yes? Because if I believe I was the one here, and I'm the one there, and I did it to get here, I can go back there very easily. This thing doesn't mind playing up and down the note scale. Yeah? It's not leading anywhere. It's just... Yeah? But what's truly stabilized is the bonding to the idea of being a self. Check it out. Look at this—the space here, the spaciousness of this place. But constantly getting, it's constantly implying itself. Our mind is trying to get to itself through, through this incredible, fucking opaque lead blockage. You know. <laughs> and this thing has an incredible system. It'll claim everything. Its own absence. It'll claim. It'll make it a spiritual experience. Okay? i had an absence once i was in of course some people is in lousy places this was in a typical bali you know a typical beautiful place i was walking to this waterfall with my friend and her kid and it was in a mile off a village and we get in a beautiful jungle you know we get there and it's like it was a thin waterfall pretty long big and something i sensed something there yeah i got near the water and i sensed some energy something and it was like a yes Something was like an unspoken yes or something like this. And then, there an event occurred. There was the absence of self for a while. And it was fucking, you know, whatever. You know, it goes on. And I, like, it was nice because I had a witness. My friend knew me very well as a self. So she knew something happened immediately. Because my whole face changed. All the adultness dropped off. And I was, yeah, you know, just like all this stuff that took supposed years. To, all the lines and the creases that took years or a race like that, even on your appearance. Yeah? But after this a period of time, I heard a voice behind a rock. I was sitting there, you know. I heard this voice upon a, behind a rock, and it started talking. It seemed like it was talking to me. And then after it started talking to me, it's, I thought, that sounds familiar. And then it was like the sound of what I would call my voice. Yeah. And so it's talking to me, talking to me, talking to me, and I'm just, whatever, talking to me, talking to me, talking to me, getting louder, louder, louder. And then to hit a point where it started talking as me. And bye-bye, epiphany. (laughs) Bye-bye, immediately the claiming of the event, and then there was the dismissal of the event. (laughs) The beauty lingered. I mean, the jungle looked unbelievable when I was walking through, and it had really shook this apparatus up, but basically it regrouped and just put that on its little spiritual mantle, and, okay, let's keep seeking. <laughs> it didn't even, It was like, if, if, if I was... If myself was an elephant, that was like a double-barrel elephant gun. It still didn't kill it. The elephant is a verb. It just... <laughs> I couldn't kill the fucking thing. <laughs> so, this is just... I'm just offering you a little bit of a view... Because I know your mind is clear and perfect. It is, and, it, and it's just like in a, like a yogic mental asana called self-centerness. Yeah, and it's trying to figure things out, try to receive messages in this position. The message is you're not in that position really. When it's, it entertains that, it opens up. It comes out of that structural, you know, self thing, and it opens up, and then you find out what it's like. Yeah, instead of. The mental knowing, the drive to know, it's about, like Zen mind, I don't know, and therefore you find out. And life becomes a finding out, yeah? So when things occur, and you have old ideas about that person or place, they come up, they linger in the atmosphere, but there's an openness to realize what's actually happening at that moment, not have this, have the weather front dictate what's happening. Yeah? Then you see, after a while, the weather front breaks, more light, more light. After a while, you realize... No cloud has the power to block you off from the light because you're on the light side. Not, you're not in appearance down here where situations and circumstances can block you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look at how... This is so multi-purpose. I get a suntan, do a talk. It's
1: fucking great. <laughs> All right, well, that's it, eh? Yeah.